All right. So not yet. There we go. Welcome back, everybody. This is to provoke total fitness podcast. I am Matthew Smith. I'm Walter Young. And today we are going to be doing Q and A's. So we asked you on our Instagram. We asked you on uh, YouTube to send us in some questions, and that is what we're going to be answering today. So let's get right into it. Uh, all right. So why don't you uh, give your input on this one? What is your best tip for someone who has a hard time making time for the gym? This was so. Before we go in, uh, we've been asking these questions over a period of time, so for the last month. So this is while gyms still were open. Yeah. So it's good to keep well, in mind that these would be helpful when you go back. So anyways, hard yeah. time committing to the gym. But the thing is, it's, it's not just about the gym, right? Because right now, despite having a lot of free time on my hands, it took me a while to start scheduling in my workouts properly again. Right. Because well, I'll get to I'll get to it. Oh yeah. And then it's the next day. It didn't help yeah. I didn't have weights. But you know, I think it is a matter of prioritization. It's a matter of, of looking at um, do I want to achieve anything or not? I mean, honestly, there are those people who don't want to go to the gym. They should not have to go to the gym. Yeah. But if you do want to, then uh start a journal start a journal before you think about going to the gym and just write down what you do throughout the day and if you're like me you're going to find an awful lot of time checking emails checking instagram checking facebook whatever that is wasted time now if you add all that time up you can probably still get a chance twice a day to check those things but you can also find time to work out in the gym you know um it helps to have a job in a gym where you get a yeah. particular break and then you work out. You're but, there, so you have to. Um, I, I still know plenty of people who work in the gym and don't make the time to work out in the gym. Yeah, there's been a few, I know. Uh, or they'll do it after work, despite a four-hour break during the day. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that, uh, like food, if you can journal your activity for a week, you'll find the time to go to the gym. It's yeah, all there. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about gym specifically, then it's a matter of prior, uh, priority. If your priority is your health, if your priority is losing weight, whatever it is, then you need to make time for the gym with no excuses. That's basically what it comes down to. Um, I have tons of people that come to me and they're like, well, I work a lot and, you know, I do this and that. I'm like, okay, so what's a normal day for you? It's like, well, I, I have to be at work by eight and I leave at six, then I go home and I have to do more work or I have to take care of the kids, whatever it is, right? And as tough as it is, if it is important to you, if, you're, if your goal of fitness, health, whatever it is you're trying to achieve is that important to you, you will not make the excuse of not making time for it. Yes, there will be days where you just do not want to go. I'm not saying that, but it will come to a time where you just have to put all that shit aside and just tell yourself and force yourself into the gym. If it comes to the point, like, for example, for me, um, people think that because, again, because we are personal trainers in the gym, that is just easy to work out. Where I would start my first client at 6 in the morning, meaning I would wake up at 4.30 in the morning to get ready, eat, go to the uh, gym so I could uh, be 10 minutes early for my client. Start the day at 6, go until about 10 maybe, have an hour break, then do my lunchtime shifts, 
then I have a three hour break where I would do my workout and then I do the nighttime and I would maybe finish around nine o'clock. I come home, I cook my meals and prep for the next day, work on emails, go home and go to sleep, whatever. So my day was basically from six till nine. And then I had three hours in the gym where I was able to do that, which was great. The first bodybuilding show I did or the second bodybuilding show I did, my coach told me I needed to start doing morning cardio. So this was new to me. I had never done cardio in the morning. I would only do it after my workout, but he wanted me in the morning, first thing in the morning, fasted and after the workout. So that meant I had to wake up even earlier. So I started waking up at 3.30 or 4 in the morning. I'd go to the gym. I would do my hour of cardio. I would bring all my food to the gym. I would train my clients. I would do the whole same day. I would do my three-hour workout with the cardio back on. Then I'd still train all my clients. And I'd probably still go to bed around 11, 12 o'clock. Is it the healthiest to be getting four hours of sleep a night? No. Was it more important for me to get that cardio and to do my goals? Yes. Obviously, again, like when you're talking about working out, sleep is important. Recovery is important. But for my certain goals at that period, it was more important for me to be getting the cardio in and to be dieting properly and all that stuff. But what I'm saying is no matter what your timeline is throughout the day, you could be doing something a little bit better, a little more organized and just prioritize your day a bit better so you can actually get your workouts done, get your work done, go home, still spend time with your family, still do extra work and all that. I think a lot of it just comes down to lack of organizational skills for a lot of people. I think I'm, I'm thinking of a particular client I had who um, had to work out late. So he was usually the last person I would do in the day, which mm -hmm. kind of bugged me because my days are already the same as yours. I get home around nine o'clock every night. It doesn't make for much of a home life. Um, but uh, after some discussion, we figured out he could stay an extra half hour late at work and take an hour and a half lunch and come in during the lunch period. And that made life much easier for him because he could then just go home after work and it made life easier for me because I could get out a little earlier. Yeah. So I think that there's also that um, you get stuck into a pattern. Uh, well, this is what my, my life is. And when it comes time to add something else, you don't think, can I move the jigsaw pieces around or how am I going to make this work? You either go, I have to yeah. get up really earlier in the morning or I have to go really late at night and I don't think that's necessary either yeah I also think that particularly given the circumstances right now and societal changes that are going to happen over the next little while because they can't take us all back to work all at the same time that there will be a lot more shift work and a lot more uh, part-timey hours so that people will work from home and from the office but they'll also have more time to do things like go to the gym yeah yeah yeah, I think um, I think that's a good point to bring up is like so many people are stuck in their ways of I have to do my workout in the morning. I have to do it at night because that's what they're used to. Maybe they feel better doing it at that time. Sure, whatever. Um, but again, if it comes down to the only time you have to work out is at 7 p.m. at night, but you prefer 7 a.m. in the morning, are you just going to give up your workout because you can't get your time in? Would you give up if you had to go into work at... 8 a.m. one morning but you usually go in at 9 so you just won't go in for that hour and you end up getting fired is that really worth getting fired over like this is what it is you'll make time for work you'll make time for your friends you'll make time to go out to bars and clubs make time to actually do some workouts 
just plan plan your days a little bit better and realize, yeah, there will be a shift. It's it's a lifestyle shift. You have to kind of just adapt to it. I think that's kind of all my points there. You yeah. brought up. Yeah. Good. All right. Um, this one pertains to now. So uh, at home workouts, um, somebody who has no idea. So basically the person was asking, um, what are some workout options for somebody who has no idea what they're doing and can't afford a trainer? And I think this is great because it does relate to what we're doing now. A lot of people can't even get proper weights. They don't even know how to move their bodies properly, let alone go to a gym and, you know, see other people doing what they should be doing. So, like, what is the best option for somebody who has, shouldn't be doing? Shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody who can't afford a trainer, somebody who really has no knowledge, what is the best starting position? And why don't we just bring it up with quarantine? Like, Literally no weights, just body weight, no resistance bands, just body weight. Well, you know, I think we're, we're very, people are lucky in that. Um, even if they can't afford a trainer, there's plenty of information out there. There are so many people giving away workouts, body weight workouts online right now. Um, yeah. I don't want to advertise for anybody in particular, but I mean, there's a certain Hollywood actor who's got a free thing going on right now where you can do all body weight exercises and, and you're seeing the visual in front of you so you know what you're doing. You're doing. Exactly. Same thing with all the others that are available. Um, I, I think you need to see how it's done in order to make sure your form is right. Yep. But you don't need weights and all the equipment to do the workout. Yeah. Um, start with the walk. Um, I'm thinking about an old man that I saw who uses his backyard and just walk back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. There not, was a, not the soldier guy. I was going to bring that up though. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. soldier literally just going back and forth over his lawn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if that's what you've got, you know, the, uh, you can look up the, the prison cell workout. Yeah. And, and that gives you in a very small amount of space and with no weights, a workout that you can do that can still get you into shape and get you started. Well, this is it. You, you go onto my Instagram and one of the first things you'll see is a body weight hit workout. You know, there's no real form because it's cardio. You just have to know how to really do jumps, how to move your legs. Yeah. You know, stuff that you've probably done in gym class, stuff you probably did as a kid, right? So you can go on Instagram and you just scroll through fitness, uh, fitness influencers, fitness, personal trainers, whatever, and they'll have dumbbell workouts. They'll have kettlebell workouts. They'll have backpack workouts. They'll have body weight workouts. Mobility. They'll have mobility, yoga, all this stuff, right? So even though, yes, you can't really afford a trainer and you may not know how to do it, they have it on Instagram. They have videos of how to do proper form on YouTube. You just look up how to squat and boom, you got 10,000 people explaining how to do a squat. If you really still need to get in touch with somebody because you, you aren't understanding a concept, by all means, message one of these people message us like I'm more than happy to answer any question. Um, I know there are some fitness people and influencers out there that, you know, they won't even give anything away for free. If that's the case, I mean, at least you try just go on to the next person. Right. But it's definitely it doesn't hurt to ask and it doesn't hurt to uh, to just inquire and see what you should be doing better or could be doing better. Um, yeah, when it comes to the gym, though, yeah, uh, the best option would 
as a personal trainer, my goal isn't to try to take your money. My goal is to help you. Um, but you know, but you know, how much of that do you see on social media now? Yeah. You know, you know make your fortune as an online trainer. I know. Uh, we'll show you how to funnel and all that stuff. Um, and I, I think it, it does a disservice to a lot of us. I mean, there's room for online, but there's yeah. room for in-house as well. And yeah. I think that uh, I didn't get into this just to make money. I got into this to help people because I saw how yeah. much fitness changed my life. Exactly. I, you want to do the same thing. So, and this is right like I will say, I will say, yes. There's a certain amount of information I will not give because, again, I've I have people that do pay me for the service that I've studied years for and done for years and all this stuff. But if it's a basic question on like. I've had and I've had people come up to me before not knowing I was a trainer and they're like, hey, how do can you help me uh, uh, just spot me on a squat or something? And then I notice something off about their form. So I'll just tell them, try this. And that's that. Or I've had people come up and just ask me a simple question. I'd be more than happy to answer and take like two minutes of my time to actually show them a better way of having to uh, having to do an exercise. Yeah. Well, there's, well, there's I, a difference between that yeah. and I don't want to pay you anything, but can you give me a full dietary breakdown which, plus uh, uh, my workouts for the week? Which you which you get all the time, especially from family and friends. But it's like, you know, this is my living. I will not do that. But if you ask me, is it better to have this or this or do this exercise or this exercise, then sure, by all means, I'll tell you. So, yeah, I mean, don't use that as an excuse either. There's tons of information online. I mean, most of most bodybuilders got their start just by magazines, just by watching people online and just learning the ropes through that and asking questions, right? I mean, in the very beginning, there was this, <laughs> you know? We didn't always have the ability to look things up online. Yeah, exactly. So there's that. Um, oh, right, next question. I forgot we're doing a Q&A. Yeah. All right, next question. Which exercise do you detest and why? I'll start with this one. Uh, personally, just an exercise I do not like doing is walking lunges. They're amazing. I love the effects and I love the feeling I get after. I just hate doing them because it feels like my lungs are on fire and my legs are going to fall off because they're in so much, uh, they're so sore and so much pain. Mm. That's good. Uh, so that's my own personal. Mm -hmm. If I'm thinking about an exercise that I detest people, which I see people do, I think it would come down to any exercise done without proper form. I don't think I can think of just like one exercise where I really detest it and I tell this should tell people like stop doing that. It really just comes down to if you're squatting half reps, then I, that will make me cringe. I want you to see, I want to see full reps, full form, proper form, so you're not hurting yourself and you're actually getting the full effect of the movement. See, I will, I will go a little bit further than that. I'll say, I will ask you, why are you doing half reps? Yeah. And if you can give me a logical answer due to injury or whatever, then I'm going to back off. And I'm going to say, well, when you get better, you should try going lower. Yeah. Because I don't believe that everybody has to do ass to the grass either. Oh, and that's that true. would be dangerous, right? So, um, but... Uh, yeah, form is really important, and I, I hate seeing bad form. I hate seeing 
mini reps, little jerky motions that are supposed to do something. And you know who I'm talking about. Oh, I know exactly um, what you're talking about. But uh, I think the, the exercise I hate to perform most myself is the burpee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's, that. that's just, uh, you know, um, I was a smoker for 40 years. So it doesn't, I still have problems with, with uh, breath control. And uh, you start doing burpees and everything's on fire within seconds. And, and I hate it. And I once was forced to do 50 burpees in a row by a, uh, a manager that I had uh, because I was late for a meeting. And so uh, I, uh, I really hate burpees. Yeah. But they're good. They're good. They're good. They're good. I just, yeah. Well, it's the same with lunges. They're great. I just hate them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, speaking of the half rep, I, I actually made a YouTube video on my channel talking about half reps, cheat reps, um, uh, force reps, stuff like that, right? And, and that, that's pretty much it. Yes, at the end of the day, you don't get the full effects of a full range of motion uh, movement because you're not stretching all the muscle fibers. But there is benefit to doing half reps sometimes. It just depends on how you're applying it and the reason you're doing it. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely part of it. But I mean, the thing I'm talking about is like, you'll, you'll see people in the gym and you know that they're just doing the half rep because they don't know any better or ego or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much that. Next question. Do you have any uh, questions that you got? Because I'll, no, no. I'll just keep pulling them up. Perfect. They're right to you. You're the that's young the, one. That's true. <laughs> All right. Next question. How to burn belly fat. I mean, okay. You take a torch. <laughs> uh, I love this. And so I'm not, I love this question because no matter how many times people answer it or how many times people, like the fact you're asking this and you've watched our videos, um, then you must know that uh, we've answered this probably in every single podcast. <sighs> diet. It comes down to diet. If you're trying to get rid of fat, the only way to do that is diet. Uh, and cardio. So you have to be in a caloric deficit to actually lose that body fat. There is no spot training. There is no, you can do crunches and boom, your body fat on your stomach is gone. You just have to lose overall body fat and that's how it, uh, that's how it shapes up. Yeah. Uh, I, it's the concept of losing belly fat or losing thigh fat in a lot of women. And it's like, you just have to lose fat everywhere. And eventually that will happen. But you may not like some of the results you see on other parts of your body when they lose their body fat at the same time. It's mm -hmm. an overall percentage that counts. Yeah, and I mean, some, some people genetically too just lose weight faster off of their stomach. Mm. Some people lose it faster off their legs. Some people lose it off their back. So it's genetics too, right? Yeah. Um, but I think... Pretty much it. You know, caloric de deficit is, is the main thing. And whether yeah. you get that by eating less or you get that by cardio cardioing more. Yes. Then that's or even overall exercising more. You're just burning more calories. It's mm -hmm. it's about the deficit and gradually everything will come off. Yeah, exactly. And that leads into this question, which actually I do like this question. Uh, what is your preferred or what would you recommend, sorry, for cardio between bike, elliptical, treadmill, or the stairmaster? Because we've talked, uh, actually, that was the reason we got that one is because I asked that on my page and I made a video 
about high intensity versus steady state cardio. Like I've talked about it quite a bit. I prefer steady state. I do love high intensity in terms of cardiovascular um, strain. Like it puts a lot more resistance on my lungs and is that the right word? Anyways, in terms of just overall body fat loss, I like steady state because I don't have an issue walking for an hour. It's not that boring to me. I'll throw on a Netflix show um, and just walk for an hour. And that's a lot easier for me to do after a two hour workout than it is to go into a 10, 20, 30 minute high intensity workout where I have to keep up that self same level as intensity as with the weights. So that's why I prefer steady state. This person is asking about steady state and what I prefer to do, whether it be bike, treadmill, walking, a elliptical or a stairmaster. So I find the best is either I personally prefer elliptical or treadmill or Stairmaster over bike. I find sitting down and just move my legs. I don't feel the same effects. I don't feel like I'm getting the same amount of calories burned, even though I could be actually burning more uh, depending on how intense I go. I just prefer moving my whole body with a movement. So if I'm doing the elliptical, I'm using my arms. If I'm on Stairmaster and my arms are at the side or I'm up and I'm just walking with it, same with the treadmill. I'm moving my whole body into the motion. So that's why I prefer those over a bike. If I had to choose between those, I just prefer elliptical mainly because I tore my quad. It's hard to do the steps repeatedly for 45 minutes to an hour straight. Uh, walking on an incline can aggravate my quad a little bit. Elliptical, it just glides and there's no high impact. So that's why I prefer that for myself. I think uh, it depends where I am in my training cycle. Hmm. Um, most of the time I prefer the elliptical it's just what I get on I can be kind of dancey to the music as I go I put on the tunes and I just go yeah. but when I'm in those last few weeks of, of prep for a show the Stairmaster is what does it for me Yeah, um, it is boring as all hell mm-hmm. again I can put on the music it's not the same because it's uphill but it does do a better job for me. And it was probably because it's a change in exercise format that is allowing my body to adapt differently and burn more. Mm-hmm. Um, however, right now it's walking because of what's going on. There are a couple of places in the city that I can go to that have high staircases that I can run up and down. And I, I walk by them and I see people doing that. But yeah. That's not the same as a stairmaster. I don't want to run upstairs and downstairs. Yeah. Um, mostly down. I think partially because of my age, I worry about falling. Yeah. So I don't want to be running downstairs. On a stairmaster, it's just a progressive up. And that's yeah, with I find going upstairs for me too. Just uh, it's too high impact on my again. Like I've had knee issues with the yeah. quads here. It's too high impact. So if I'm going to do stairmaster, it's going to be up. It's yeah. uphill. But I, um, I, I do want to say that I think you need to shift it around. Um, like yeah, I said, don't just the Stairmaster changes the way that I burn fat yeah. after a long period of elliptical. But I also find I have to go between two kinds of elliptical machines. Um, one that's more of the, the ski step. Yeah. Um, because otherwise I start developing um, fascias. fascial issues. Uh, my uh, on a regular one, I, I continue to be rounded, and I do have oh yeah yeah, yeah. kyphosis right. So yeah. um, when I get onto the other, the more ski one, I'm more upright, 
my shoulders are further back. So it's actually better in that case as well. Right. But yeah. what I do is I'll, when in a perfect world, when I'm at the gym, I'll do two days a week of one, two days a week of the other, and one day a week of uh, walking. Or right. Running. Yeah. I yeah. will go for runs in the summer months, but they're short and they're short hit durations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of running just because, again, it's for my goal, it's too high impact. Yeah. And, you know, there's a higher risk of injury. If I'm, I do like it. I don't mind going for sprints. I don't like mind going for short runs. But, if I'm like, if I wanted to do cardio every single day, it's not going to be running. But uh, let's do a few more. All right. So I'm assuming this one is from a woman. Uh, I started jogging and running to get rid of a few pounds of body fat. Uh, unfortunately, the only place she has seen weight loss then is the chest. This goes back to, again, genetically where you lose body fat first. For a lot of women, unfortunately, it will become the chest area. Uh, because that is made up of mostly fat. Yeah. And unfortunately, you just kind of have to accept that if you are going to lose weight and genetically that's where weight is coming off, that's what you're going to have to deal with, unfortunately. Um, that's pretty much that's pretty yeah. much it. I mean, I will say it will stop coming off the chest area. Your At breasts some point. stop losing some point. size. Yeah. But when you're and your hips will start losing size, but you have to take it where it goes first and then it will balance out with the rest of your body as you lose more body fat. Yeah. Um, depending on how much percentage you need to lose. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's do two more. Um, soreness after working out. So Dom's. So, um, the sensation is, so this person is saying, I get very sore after workouts. Uh, I've heard that it's good pain. Uh, but how do I know the difference between hurting myself and, uh, the muscle soreness as well as why do some days I don't feel as sore. So this person is talking about the late onset muscle soreness. For those who don't know what it is, when you work out, you're tearing your muscle fibers, uh, micro tears in your fiber, uh, muscle and Basically, this feeling of soreness is your muscle repairing. So you have nerves all over your body. It's basically your muscles are trying to repair. And that's why you feel that soreness. That's why you feel that tightness and everything. Is it bad? No, it's it's totally fine. It's mostly normal. Uh, the time you will notice it is not good. The reason it wouldn't be good is if it's not in your muscle. So if you're feeling elbow pain, and not tricep pain because you trained your arms, then that is bad. If you're feeling it here and it just feels tight and sore, totally fine. Does that mean you don't have to do any stretching or mobility work? Absolutely not. You still should because A, that will help you recover faster and B, that will prevent injury going forward. But again, it's not bad for you. It's totally fine. It's totally normal. You can take, why, why may you not feel it some days? I think some, if you don't feel it some days, it's probably because you have a change in intensity of your workout, um, you know, or I love to work legs and you and I have gone insane with working legs at times where we've done a workout that's been over the top and yeah, it hurt for three days afterwards and we went, yay, this is great. However, yeah. um, I would not be able to do that kind of workout for my chest and the next day for my back that kind of consistent thing yeah and i think that um with legs there's always a tendency to push more so yeah. that's good 
um, and it is good, but you don't push necessarily as hard on every other body part, especially yeah. abs. Especially abs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, you're going to have a difference in feeling that way. It could yeah. also be, how was your form on the day you felt more pain? Did you create any kind of other small injury? It may not be a big injury. It may not be enough to hurt a joint, like you said, with the elbow. Yeah. But if there's a, a uh, I, mean, I know I'll talk more about the back than anything else. Say you're doing your deadlifts and, and you just lose con concentration for a second and you turn slightly. That can be enough to cause a twinge that's going to happen for the next week. Yeah, exactly. It is going to heal. But pull back, if you can realize that is probably what I did, pull back on those deads for the next week and yeah. let the healing happen. Yeah, like you'll know, and this is the thing, you'll know the difference between muscle soreness and a type of pain. Like if it if it hurts to bend over, that's not good. If it is sore and tight to bend over, again, it's just the muscles that are reacting to the workout. And like Walter said, the reason you may feel it some days more is because, again, did you try something new? Did you throw in a new exercise? Did you do more reps? Did you do more volume? Did you do tempo work? Did you do negatives? Did you change the intensity of your actual workout? Or have you been doing the same workout for the past 12 weeks, same intensity, same weights? Obviously, you aren't going to feel that sore afterwards because your body's used to it, right? Uh, so that's, that's pretty much the late onset muscle soreness. All right, let me see what the last question. Let's pick a good one. All right. How about... This one isn't too bad. Um, I like this one. I see... So this person is talking about rest days and how many rest days they should take. So I want to kind of add on to this question. Um, when I first started, I saw people working out five, six, seven times a week, no breaks. Um, I look up online on bodybuilders and most guys are saying no days for rest, no days off, like work hard, keep working, keep going. Um, so, you know, you, a lot of people will follow that. But then as I progressed, I obviously learned more. Um, but what I had faulted in at the start was I wasn't taking any rest days. I would be getting sick. I would be getting injured. I would be getting super sore. I wouldn't be getting stronger. I wouldn't be getting, making more, uh, much, uh, progress because, who know? Maybe, maybe for me, I just wasn't eating enough. So I'd start eating more. Uh, I wasn't sleeping enough. So I'd start sleeping more. I wasn't working hard enough. So I'd work harder when in reality, I just wasn't recovering properly because I wasn't taking any rest days. So what this person is saying is how many rest days should I take? It really depends on what your life is, what your goal is, what your, uh, program is already. But so the most people will benefit off of at least two day, two days of rest a week. So somewhere in the middle of the week, someday on a weekend. Rest is important. It helps you recover. That's where you make your progress. Um, again, it really just depends on your program. If you're able to sleep all day and eat properly and do anything other than working out, eating and sleeping, sure, seven days a week may work for you. Is that still worth it? Probably not because you still need at least 48 hours to 72 hours for your muscles to recover in between workouts. Any input on that one? Well, I, I just think that uh, it, it depends on where you are, what your goals are, where you are in life. I need to rest more because of my age. Mm -hmm. Now, 
from what you said, once I'm retired and I can sleep all day and just eat and work out, maybe I can go back to seven days a week. I really doubt it. I think yeah. what I have to do is, is play smart and, and work out. I think at this point, six days a week is good. Yeah. With a, a, enough of a body split that there's time in between. Knowing that no split is going to segregate all the muscles all the time. Yeah. You know, when I'm working my chest, I'm working my arms. There's no way about it. The shoulders are in there as well. There's no way to get away from it. Um, so the rest period is more important. I do, however, believe in a, a an active rest period. Um, yeah. So I, I will go for a walk, go for a bike. Well, not now, but go for a bike ride. Do something uh, aerobic that is not in the gym. That's important because you got to refresh your mind as well as your body. Yeah. Uh, but get out, see nature, do something interesting to uh, to grow the other muscle. Yeah. That counts as well because you can't just be focused on my body, my body, my body, my body. Uh, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I think it, it depends on, on the person. I, with my clients, I usually say you need two days off because if yeah. they're not athletes, they're not trying to achieve that kind of goal unless they are, in which case we'll go on more. But I think, um, you know, for the average person, five days a week is a lot and it's or great. Even for, well, this is it, even for bodybuilders, I know some bodybuilders and Dorian Yates talks about this. Um, we have a good friend that only does four days a week. Uh, there's some bodybuilders and some coaches out there that had their guys doing three days a week back in the day because their logic was you are going to push as intensely as you can. You're going to use as much weight as possible and just destroy whatever body part you're doing that day. And you get two days rest. Then you go back, do the same exact thing, two days rest, go back, same thing, two days rest. And you just go on that routine. Obviously, when they switch to a competition prep, then they would go back to their five, six, seven days a week, whatever it yeah. was. But they're off season when you're trying to grow, when you're trying to put on muscle, you need that rest period. You need to actually be resting and training as intensely as possible. If you go into the gym and like what Walter was saying with our leg workouts, if we go in and we're just destroying our legs and then we get five hours of sleep and then go back to the gym the next day and try to destroy our back and then get four hours of sleep and then go back and try to destroy our chest. And this isn't like, this isn't if we did this, this is what we do. We're not recovering properly and we get run down, we'd get sick. Like this has happened and it comes to a point where one of us has to say, okay, let's take a rest day today. Cause neither of us wants to, we love working out. We love being in the gym. We didn't want to stop, but we get to the point where we realize, okay, my body's breaking down a little bit. It needs an extra day of rest. Otherwise I'm not going to be training effectively. I'm not going to be feeling as well. So let's take a rest day, right? You're not if doing it, yourself any good. If you're allowing cortisol levels to rise, you're not sleeping well enough. You're not, uh, recuperating from the workout at all. Yeah. Um, your immune system goes down as well, which we need to be more aware of moving forward. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. So like just to end this off, if you're a beginner, I always recommend at least three days in the gym. Um, you can do three to four days. Really, it depends on if you have a background in athletics. If not, start with three. There's no need to destroy your body and just go head first six days a week. If you're intermediate, four to five days. If you're advanced, five to six days. 
again, at advanced levels, you already know what your body reacts well to. So you can do four days a week in a react well. You can do five days, six days. There's experimentation you can do with it, right? But as a beginner, three days, four days is perfect. And again, if you're trying to gain muscle, if you're trying to lose weight, the recovery is important, the diet's important, the sleep's important. I, I, I just want to add, again, and I agree 100%. Um, if you try to go too often, if you're starting a new lifestyle, whether it be diet, I'm going to change my diet all today, or I'm going to start going to the gym six days a week today, and I've never gone before, or I'm, I'm just a beginner, then you're not going to pass a month. No. You know? You're, you're going not to going to pass two weeks. Too hard. I don't want to do this anymore. You're not going to make it past two weeks. So do the three days a week. Get used to three days a week. And when you're ready to add a fourth, add a fourth, add a yeah. fifth. When the time comes, start cleaning up your diet rather than going on a diet so that soon enough you're having a nutritionally sound, clean diet. Yeah. You know, so you've got a plan. Um, Rome isn't built in a day. Uh, Either is your body. We need to, uh, to be a little kinder to ourselves moving forward into these things. Yeah. Um, if you're a beginner, learn, take the time, rest in between, drink more water. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, just an anecdote from a client. Uh, had a client five days a week, and th it, we started five days a week. This person had come off of doing nothing for three months, but five days is what she used to do. So let's do five days again. Um, I told her, you're probably going to burn out. Let's start with three. Nope, five. So, of course, we do five the first week. All good. Second week comes by four days. And then the third week is, oh, shit, I have to go travel for work. And the freakout starts happening where they can't get their proper workouts and they can only get three days, but they wanted five days. And last week they only got four. So does that mean they have to make up six days or even seven days this week? So don't beat yourself up. Just stick to a normal program, especially if you're starting from scratch or just starting over again. Three days is more than sufficient. Four days is perfect. But again, it's how you deal with it, the recovery, how you deal with your diet, how you deal with your water intake, how you deal with this. So just keep that in mind. There's no need to compare yourself to somebody who's doing six days and they look like that because they've been doing it for six days. They look like that because they've been doing it for 20 years. Right. So just take these things into consideration. You know, one missed workout a week, uh, you know, if you end up missing one workout a week out of 26 weeks, that's not a bad thing. That's not going to affect your body. If you miss one week at a workout a week for the whole for every week, obviously that will change things. But one missed workout here and there is not going to destroy your body. It's not going to make your body change, right? So just keep that in mind. Get your rest. Individuals are individuals. I have one client who uh, has surpassed 150 days workout every day, no salt or sugar or alcohol. Damn. 150 days and I have to wow you're an amazing man that you have the drive better to. than me but he's <laughs> been working on that for like four years to reach that level where he can say okay now I'm going to see how long I can go um, it's up to the individual but when you're a beginner yeah. start be a beginner let yourself be a beginner exactly worry about being a, a pro yeah you're not you're not stepping on stage within your first year you're not getting abs uh, like Steve Cook Jeff seed within your first year. 
again, you got to keep in mind, these guys started from ground zero. Some of them had great genetics and may have already looked decent. But for the most part, 99% of the population is exactly where you are. They still have to put in all the work. The guys that you're looking up to, the girls you're looking up to, they started exactly where you are, some even worse, and they still had to make it to where they are now. Yeah. That's it. Perfect. So there you go. This is part one, by the way. We're going to be doing a uh, part two Q&A because we got a few questions. This was more the fitness side of things. I, uh, I got a few questions uh, on our Instagram about mental health stuff, so we'll go into that. And I think you got a few people asking you as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll go we'll go over that stuff uh, next week. I think we want to put up a video for this is coming out. Uh, we're going to put this one out uh, for tomorrow. And then Wednesday, we're going to do another one. And we're hopefully going to put that one out Friday. We got to figure out our schedule. But yeah, that's the plan. All right. So hope you guys enjoyed this. By all means, keep sending us questions. Uh, we love them and Please we'll be do. more than happy to answer. So again, Instagram. YouTube, DM us directly, Facebook, whatever it is. If you know us personally, text, all good. It's always good. Again, I am Matthew. I'm Walter. There you go, guys. Hope you have a good week and stay healthy. That's right.